Greetings WrestleManiacs and welcome to another edition of You Call It, our sister show where you guys suggest matches I should watch or want me to watch, recording my live thoughts, commentary and opinions. As always I'm your host John Stoddart and I'm recording live here in the dungeon aka the little room in my office at work where it's going what should be another fun edition of You Call It. This suggestion comes in from Rich Richardson on Twitter at WetsuitRitchie who has requested that I watch from Smackdown 2002, the June 27th edition, the debut of one John Cena as he takes on Kurt Angle. And Rich comments he would love to hear not only about the match but also hear my thoughts on how a rookie John Cena compares to the veteran as well as commenting that Kurt Angle is one of his all-time favourites. So Rich, this episode is for you. Um, so just for the start, I'll just once again explain how this works. I'm wearing a headset just so that I can hear the audio, just in case I want to comment on anything that I hear or that is said or in general, but I'm simply just looking at a screen and calling what I see. Now, I'm not all good old JR, but I'll call it as I see it. So, here goes. So, Smackdown has opened up with Vince McMahon introducing one Kurt Angle here who comes out with his uh, wrestling headset and his wig at this point um, because he recently, before King of the Rig, had lost his hair due from Edge. So Michael Cole goes over how Kurt Angle was in that incredible match as Kurt comes in hugging Vince McMahon who introduced him as his friend and they celebrate in the ring. Awesome Kurt Angle, you rule sign. Makes a change from you suck. Uh, I'm, I'm making a point, by the way, of doing pre-match this. Usually it's just straight into the match, but this is a whole segment that's part of SmackDown. If you remember rightly, on the previous Raw, Vince McMahon called out the entire roster and demanded that they stepped up and that he was looking for ruthless aggression. So Angle's out and he's saying that he may as well be the poster boy for Ruthless Aggression as there's an American Vault medalist sign in the crowd. Yeah, so at King of the Ring this is where um, Angle took on Hulk Hogan and made him tap out with the Angle Lock. Sorry, Angle Lock. Talking about how he's beat the Undertaker, and you always try to put over that. Yeah, I've, I've beaten all the kind of the big guys of this one. For the record, um, I've probably said this before, but um, Kurt Angle is one of my all-time favourites. I've met the man. I was at a Q&A night um, about 18 months ago from when this was recorded. In fact, no, not 18 months. Nearly two years, in fact, now, and. To actually shake the man's hand, get a picture with him, which is a prized possession for me now, is absolutely a dream come true. As far as Kurt goes himself, you know, I love him. His he is a wrestling machine. And like I've I've loved him from the beginning. They came in even when he was a hero. I just loved how he's like, I'm a hero, you should worship me. Um so yeah. Kurt's still talking away here, folks. Uh, crowds laughing at him being bald. There's loads of signs in the crowd about him being like a bald eagle 
bull medalist. He takes off <laughs> his uh, wrestling headgear and his wig to a big pop from the crowd. Kurt actually looked, he looks more like ruthless with the bald hair to be honest. He, when he had his hair, he did, he, it was so easy to see <laughs> lumpy cue ball sign in the crowd, sorry. Um, when he did have his hair, um, a little bit of swim from Kurt. When he had his hair, the, um, he looked, he did, you could really put over the goofy look, you know. But since they've taken hair off, it's really kind of like switched. He's now like a killing machine, he's the wrestling machine. This is where Kurt really excels and starts to walk towards his peak. So yeah, this is where Kurt is now saying he's in the mood to show someone what ruthless aggression is all about, and he's about to call out anyone from the back. So here we go, issuing a challenge to anyone in the back. So, obviously we know who this is going to be, so I'm not going to go, oh, who could it be? We know who it is. Taz tells us a great opportunity is Kurt tells us there's got to be someone back there that wants to seize the moment and now he's talking about there's got to be someone who's wanting to be a future superstar who wants to claim the ladder of success and seize the opportunity just like he did. Still waiting here. Someone's got a one-on-one face Kurt Angle. Oh, Kurt's like, oh, don't be scared, I'll take anyone. It's all right, I'll go easy on you. Oh, okay, so the, well, I'm guessing this is all dubbed because at the time I remember different music, but it's the Smackdown music as some guy who has basically just like a tuft of hair on the top of his head comes out, not blinking. Looking in here, as Michael Cole explains, this is John Cena, one of the many talents going his way through the development cycles of WWE. So he comes in, he's not blinking whatsoever. Um, so yeah, it's John Cena, who is actually a skinnier version of John Cena that we know now. He's not as buff as he is now, but I'm seeing us stand here in a pair of red boxers, red boots, knee pads, totally different from what we see now, no jeans, trainers or anything like that, this is basically just green Cena. So Kurt's asking him, like, who do you think you are coming in here and think you can take out the business, best in the business? And we get the classic, like, oh Jesus Christ, slap! Yeah, fuck. Right, um, yeah, so Cena takes it straight to ankle slap and take down, bell rings, and he clotheslines him to outside. So, yeah, just as that happened, I was about to comment, we get that moment where we get ruthless aggression as ankle and Cena are going at it on the outside. The crowd are really fired up for this one. Christ, oh, I've not actually seen this since it actually happened on TV. Cena gets him in, takes it right hands to ankle, whips him off the ropes. 
nice backdrop to a pop, clothesline by Cena, clothesline again, angles in the back foot here as he backs into the corner, pleading for time, but nope, Cena whips him a crossover into another corner, and big splash into the corner. Crowd are actually popping for everything Cena does here, this is amazing, cover, one, two, no, doesn't get it. As there's an Austin316 says, I just beat your wife sign. There's an inset replay of the clothesline on the outside. Couple of other clotheslines by Cena. Ankle's uh, not a bit shaken. Oh, but takedown by Ankle. And he's straight in Ankle Lock. Boom, Cena rolls him out. Yeah, flips across. The crowd are actually quite popping for Cena here. Oh, fuck. Big German suplex by Kurt there. Taz comments this guy looks good. And see, to be honest, you see from a right goal, like, Cena's like properly in like, fire. He's like really. You know, he's obviously younger, right? But like, he's really up for it and really takes a quick fast paced action to cut as Angle hits another German suplex and gets up stomping away so Angle's now in control here hammer on the way to the back Cena crowd actually yeah like I said they're behind Cena here another German suplex Attempt, but Cena rolls it in. One, two, kick out. Uh, oh, big stiff clothesline by Angle. You hear the actual impact of that. The slap. Puts Cena in the corner. Right hands here, but like I said, like the crowd are like totally popping for every single move Cena's hitting here. Um, you would think this is enhancement talent. You know, probably at the time, I would probably have thought that myself, that, yeah, it's just some enhancement guy. Kurt's going to absolutely destroy, fucking slaps him in the face. Um, yeah, that is purely enhancement talent, and it's, Angle's absolutely going to destroy him, but the way Cena starts off this match is amazing. Like, just to take it right to him. As Angle hits a suplex, goes for the two, eh, cover, and it's a two count. Taz is saying uh, Cena looks pretty tough here, looking really tough early on. Both men down in the map. Uh, sorry, both men down in the mat as Angle's got kind of locked in the headlock. So it's a front headlock is the actual move that's being used here. Crowd starting to kind of clap away to get behind Cena even more as we see a Kurt Angle bald headed geek sign. So Cena getting up on his feet now. Crowd cheering for that. Picks Angle up, but Angle, well, well I think he kind of was trying to throw him over his back. Yes, both men are down here. I think Angle actually landed in his tailbone there. Referee counting, both men are slowly getting back up onto their feet. Cena counters a right hand, counters again, straight to the chin. As Vince McMahon always said, if you can't hit a strike, you're not believable. And Cena's properly clocking Angle every time as he hits a shoulder block. And fuck, nice spine buster by Cena. Close count there, very close to the three. I'm, I'm kind of laughing here because I've probably seen more moves for John Cena in this match than I have in any other time when he does his five moves of doom. 
Angle goes for the angle slam, but it misses. Cena ducks, clothesline, nice DDT. Covers him, one, two, oh, fucking referee was about inch away from it. Covers again, one, two, again, referee's close to it. Cena's going for another cover. But yeah, that first, so he pinned him three times there. Um, the first time, the referee was literally an inch away from the free. Angle whips. Oh, Cena out of the corner and goes for a shoulder charge, but hits the post. Roll by Cena for the two count. Scoot, small package by Cena. Gets a two count. Oh, nearly got by Angle just to buy some time here. Puts Cena off the ropes. Cena reverses. Nice power slam by Cena, it's not bad. Two count. Again, Cena's getting really close here. Crowd's like, oh! Cena goes out again, calls like he's got it. He's not. Crowd's he's looking at some of the facial reactions in the crowd across from the hearts. Can um, they are a, oh! It's a bit of a roll up. Oh, it's a free, it's over! Um, yeah, so. Cut angle grabs, kind of locks Cena's arms behind him and then rolls him over. Unique roll up for the free count as Cut angle wins here. But yeah, just as I was saying, they're looking at some of the facial reactions and the people across from the hard cam. They're like, fuck, this is awesome. As Cut angle is declared the winner here, folks. And actually, really unlucky for a debuting John Cena here, who's standing in the corner. And I think, you know. It's quite cool because you look and see in his face, he's selling it, says, fucking, I, I almost had you. So Cena comes over to the middle of the ring, puts his hand out for an angle to shake it, like, yeah, come on, yeah, good match. Cuts, like, standing like, what, who do you think you are? I actually think he would just say, get to fuck there. Oh, Jesus. That's not cut angle. <laughs> so, yeah, Kurt's leaving. Booze from the crowd, come on. Shake his hand, Kurt. Yeah, Taz is saying that Cena's lucky. I, Cena's lucky that he didn't get his ankle snapped off there. But yeah, Cena seems quite. I mean, he's kind of motioning with his fingers, like you know, that close. But he seems quite happy, you know. And yeah, looking at this, like I can see, looking back now and knowing where Cena's going to go, you can see it's there's something there about this kid. You know, you can see that this guy's got something. As Angle's coming back down, look for maybe a bit more. Cena's ready for him in the middle of the ring. Nah. No happening. Cut's like, nah, you've had enough. Cut's leaving. Cut's, Cut's absolutely dripped in sweat here, folks, by the way. Uh, and Cena's barely broke a sweat. <laughs> His, his angle's like pure like <sighs> and yes anyway, so cutting backstage to Farouk, Billy Kidman and Rikishi congratulating John Cena on his debut here I like I said I wanted to kind of keep this going you know it's a point as um, Cena stares and then WWE Champion Booger Red the Undertaker standing there nodding his head at Cena Looks him up and down. Asks him his name. 
takes off his glasses off. You've impressed the big man, John. Puts his hand out to shake him, yeah. Which is a quite cool moment because, you know, it's you know, the crowd are actually popping for this as he tells a nice job. Um, it's quite cool because it's like a bit of affirmation, like, yeah, kid, you're going to make somewhere. And, you know, kind of backstage, um, in terms of the locker room, like, the taker's always been seen as one of the kind of main guys in the locker room. So like, even doing this on screen is really cool because for a guy like Cena, who they're really obviously going to push over the years, it's, it's, it's quite nice. It's quite fitting as well. So yeah, that's the match. Um, just before I actually wrap up, just as Rich I requested this match, purely because he wanted to see what my thoughts were on a debut Cena against the veteran Cena. It's it's actually quite strange to see Green Cena, as I'm referring to him. Cena here is just presented as this young upstart guy who just he's he's got the kind of like the passion, he's got the fire. And he's got the ability, you know, going toe-to-toe with Angle in his debut is, it's great booking, first of all, because Angle is without a doubt one of the best wrestlers to ever step inside the squared circle. So to put him out there in his debut match against Angle was brilliant booking because Angle was great at selling and could really put over just how good another wrestler could be within his own you know, ability himself. So it was great booking from that point of view, whereas you would see maybe other guys that would debut against like enhancement talent or just random, you'll pick up a random victory, you know. Um, so it was great from the start and the crowd reaction for Cena here was amazing. Now over the course of his career, Cena he'll he'll develop the kind of Doctor of Fogonomics gimmick, he'll be a heel and then it'll turn face and he'll slowly obviously build up to WrestleMania 21 where he becomes the guy basically and remains the guy until technically last night um, I'm recording this the day after No Mercy 2017 when Cena took on Reigns lost and had the moment where he shook his hands raised his hands as if this is your guy now you know so uh, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'll be honest here I'm going to do a standalone episode purely around the guy okay and what that's going to kind of encompass because I saw I saw a great picture on Twitter this morning and the aftermath is a picture of The Rock his hands being held up by Hogan and then there's one of Rock doing that to Cena and then now one of Cena doing it to Rain so it's like passing the guy so what I would like to do is to cover the guy the whole persona that and I'm going to do that in a specific episode and I'll look in depth into the, each of their careers up to you know where they are but in terms of my my my, my personal opinions and seeing that, I'll tell I'll tell you how I felt. So I kind of lapsed not long after this, and I didn't come back to between WrestleMania twenty and twenty one. So I missed Cena becoming the Doctor of Fogonomics, you know what? Not. But I kind of came back onto the scene when Cena was kind of starting to build up towards main event status and to basically challenge GBL for the title. And I remember really getting behind him, like like. I liked his personality, I loved his promos, he's an amazing talker, he's great on the mic, he's great off the mic. And the, the sad thing I felt, like many fans were seen as, whilst it was great to watch him go to the top, the sad thing was, when they reached the top, people started to see that he'd limited, he'd limited himself in ring, 
in a lot of ways and it developed the whole five moves of doom thing. I liked it when he had a submission match against Angle on Raw and it's where he started using the STF but he called it STFU and it was great because he, at that point no one ever really seen him do submission moves and I remember the commentators putting over Cena's us in trouble here that you've got Angle who's going to just do an angle lock but you've got Cena who is he's not got any submissions and it was great to actually see him introduce the move which has now become a staple part of his move set but it's good to see him develop so I did obviously like I said when he got to the top people started to kind of see Cena like you've not got anything else in the tank you're at the top now yeah we're happy to get you there but you're kind of up there now and like nah you're not the guy for us like in the whole you know if Cena wins we die you against RVD and whatnot. You know, people cheering the heels against them. People love to hate them, though, to be honest. And, well, yeah, I didn't like him. And it's only been that, probably since he won the US title against Rusev at WrestleMania 31, when I started to think, actually, Cena has been really good for WWE and really good for the business. And that goes back to the stories of when one day in, like, the... It's, this, it's claimed it in the cafeteria at like Titan Towers um, Cena went up to Vince McMahon sat down and had all these plans and pitches about merchandise about his character development and how he wanted to be like the guy and stuff like that and everyone would say that don't do not do that you don't just walk up to Vince and tell him I want to be the guy you know Vince also saw something in Cena in the beginning to put him on TV you know but I think his desire to be a the company man and really work at it really impress Vince and Cena has totally revolutionized sorry Cena has totally revolutionized the guy persona you know Hogan was the guy he was big you know he's in films and all that yeah The Rock was same you know he's big about the went on movies you know everybody loved the character you know but Cena became the guy in and out of the ring you know he was the guy who's the top of the company but out of the ring you know doing the makeup wish stuff in you know, that as well he totally changed the way WWE pers- like perceived the guy, and he became a, like the figurehead basically. You know, he still probably sold most merchandise over the years. Still sells the merchandise. He still gets the same kind of love hate reactions when he comes in. But like for me personally, I respect him for what he's done for WWE and what he continues to do because at the end of the day, he's he's a career man. He's a company man. He'll do whatever it needs to be done for WWE and well she might not agree with booking or whatever or his if you don't agree with his movesets, his ability and you know stuff like that, you can't deny he's he's really given a lot to WWE over the time he's been there. And I'll I'll be honest, I'll be quite sad when he does go. However, I want to leave you know, kind of in-depth analysis of his career and kind of like main storylines for this bonus episode that I am discussing which hopefully will be with us soon so yeah that about does it for another episode of You Call It if you would like to suggest a match for me all you have to do is go onto our Twitter at WrestleManiaPod or if 140 characters isn't enough for you email us WrestleManiaPodcast at gmail.com you can suggest any match as long as it's on the WWE Network if you're unsure it is or don't have the network, just drop me a message and I will confirm for you at the time of request. But don't forget, you can also check out previous episodes you call it on our SoundCloud and iTunes, as well as our main story arc, WrestleMania, where I individually look at each WrestleMania, 
previously looking at WrestleMania 3 at the time of recording and we'll be preparing our WrestleMania 4 episode when we visit Trumpopolis for the first time. So check it all out if you've got time folks. But yeah, that's all from me folks. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host John Sartre. Remember, I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a good guy. I'm just a podcast guy. Take care and see you soon.